time for taking care of business on Midlands 103. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Midlands 103. Hello and a very good evening to you. It's Tuesday, 23rd of November. I'm Ronan Berry and you're very welcome to Taking Care of Business here on Midlands 103. I hope you're tucked up nice and warm. Fire on while we still can. Blankets over you if you need to be. Maybe you've got the heat turned up in the car. Wherever you're listening from, glad to have you here. And what an action-packed hour I have for you this evening. So coming up between now and 8pm, school is easy. Trinity College is coming to Athlone in early 2022. Alpacas and Christmas ads, plus lots of announcements of business events that are taking place across the Midlands over the next week or two. Find out at around half past seven this evening how you can become a franchisee for an international franchise that is recently set up in the country, offering online pre-arranged tutoring for students of all ages. Also, Tangent's Postgraduate Certificate in Innovation and Enterprise Development is aimed at those who want to be job shakers and not just job shapers, apologies, and not just job seekers. Find out how you can apply in around 10 minutes time. If you want to get in touch with me here in the studio, you can do so as always on the Lamb Brothers Toyota Tullamore text and WhatsApp number 083 3010103 or if you'd like you can email business at midlands103.com as always really happy to hear your opinions and what's been happening out there in your world in terms of business or your job and what's it like out there how's your shopping going Christmas shopping are you doing what we all said we do and shop as local as you can like me were you one of those people who got a lovely email from Amazon last week showing you how easy it is to buy goods from England, you know, despite all the complications brought about by Brexit. You know what? I looked at it and I read it and I said, thanks, but no thanks. Shop local. Come on, we can do it. We did it last year. We'll do it again this year. And everybody wins from that. But first this evening, we're going to start off with something a little bit different. The alpaca, or Lama pacos, is a species of South American camelid mammal. It's similar to and quite often confused with the llama. However, alpacas are noticeably smaller than llamas and the two animals, even though they're closely related and they can be successfully crossbred. But the interesting thing about them is they're usually kept in herds and graze on the level heights of the Andes in southern Peru, western Bolivia, Ecuador and even northern Chile, often altitudes of around 3,500 to 5,000 metres. And you can add to that list Balnagar in County Offaly. And to find out uh, how and what's happening out there, I'm delighted to be joined by Alan McIntyre. And Alan is the co-owner of Hilltop Farm Alpacas. Alan, what got you into alpacas? Um, it was a complete accident, really. My wife had lost her job. She was working in concrete quarry in town. And when the crash came, she <laughs> lost her job. So she eventually got a job in Offaly Local Development and had two contracts with them, Foss and Offaly Local Development, and coming to the end of the second contract, they said, we can't offer you anything, only rural and social scheme, but you have to have two animals and an acre of land. And um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a townie, so I, I wasn't getting cattle or sheep, so I saw a picture of llamas or alpacas online, and I said, you know what, we'll try that. We'll try that. So a guy up the road, about 25 minutes up the road, was raising alpacas for sale, so I bought two pregnant females from after going over with my daughters to see and have a look and see what they looked like. So no messing, you went straight in and you bought two pregnant you know, rather than just buying any two alpacas. So you had a, you obviously had a bit of a plan to maybe look at breeding them then. Um, not really. Um, <laughs> I, I was, your honesty. I, I was advised to get two, two, two pregnant females because they like to be in groups, to get, like to be in a group so if two would become four and they'd feel happier in a, in a herd. We bought them fairly well pregnant so 
Um, we had a couple of months with them single. The actual gestation period is 11 and a half months. So we had got them maybe four months into the pregnancy, five months into the pregnancy. And then when they were born, we were, our idea was to sell the babies back to the fellow we had bought them from. But we kind of you fell in love, love with them. them. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that coming as well. Yeah. But when it comes to then, like you, you get two pregnant alpacas. Do you have to go and learn how to manage that pregnancy, how to deliver? Or do you bring vets in for that? How does all that work? And how did you go about gathering that knowledge? Um, from the guy we bought them from, um, we went to him and asked him, he gave us all the information we required. So then after the first pregnancy, you kind of, you learn as you go along and then you read up on what you need and all of a sudden you've got this group uh, information that you've built up unknown to yourself. The people ask you questions and you know the answers to now some of the answers. But we're still learning as we go along. We're six years at it now and we're still learning. But we people are ringing us, asking us information about uh, what they should do or how they should go about it. And it's good to know that you've that we've uh, learned and retained the information that we've learned. And what's the current herd count, I guess? Uh, eight, we've 18 alpacas and we have six of them are, are uh, pregnant for next year. Because oh, I was actually looking at your website there the other day and it says 11, but it's yeah, already 18 as well. So what, um, I suppose, I'm not going to ask you when it stops because it, is, it sounds like it won't. So what's your plan? What do you intend to do with the alpacas? I mean, you've got your website, hilltopfarmalpacas.com. What's your expectations? I know you both work full time as well. Um, the idea is that we might, we'll sell, possibly sell a couple of them that are born next year. Um, we'll keep some of the good females and maybe sell some of the boys because we have too many boys as it is at the moment and we'll, we'll, we will, we'll sell a couple of those. Now, we're doing um, tourism, kind of uh, agri-tourism, if you like, at the moment. People come out for um, to see them and we've a good bit of land. Um, we have 14 acres that the alpacas are on and we have six acres, we have trees sown on them and with two acres we grow our own grass for hay. <coughs> so... Um, is uh, the idea is to keep the tourist tourism part going? Maybe increase it. We actually do adoptions as well. We adopt alpacas. You can adopt um, an alpaca, and every four, three, every three months, we'll send an email to so what the update is. You'll be given a photograph and a certificate to say you have adopted the baby. And you can come the, come visit the alpaca. You can come. Uh, as well, one yeah. of the options is to come, and if you. The higher option, let's say there's 40 euro and 25 euro, the 40 euro uh, option, you can actually bring a friend for 10 euro to visit as well with you. Brilliant. And it sounds like, too, you, you've really thought this out and it's so timely as well. It's outdoors again. It's getting people back in touch with nature, making them aware and stuff. But from the point of view of looking at the business, Dane, um, you know, can you can you take the wool from the alpacas? Is there a commercial opportunity there or any other kind of, say, associated products that you can you can potentially look into? We're actually making stuff at the moment. Uh, my wife makes uh, bears, teddy bears, um, um, well, alpaca bears, uh, stuffed with alpaca fleece. And I've tried making um, a little bit of needle felting. And my daughter, my younger daughter, is now doing testing uh, alpaca poo for worms for some of the farmers around. Um, she, we did, my wife did a course in England and she taught the young, my young, well, she's 18. And she's now uh, starting to test alpacas for the worms. So there's a worm count that you have to go, be below for it to be okay. If it's above, they have to be... Uh, treated so she's looking after that part but now for Brilliant. several it's, farmers it's, around it really the country. Is. It's, it's, it's a beautiful little family enterprise there. Um, you mentioned the alpaca poo. There's a, 
an interesting use for that as well. Yeah, I started making briquettes. Well, I call them fireballs. I roll them up into balls and uh, they dry over a three month period and the heat out of them and put them in the fire is it's fabulous. And the, the very little dust come, or very little ash from it then as well. So it's it's good when you want, don't want to don't clean it up like you normally have to. Yeah, for anyone wondering, no, uh, Alan didn't bring any samples into the studio with him to see them. But uh, is that something that's used in other countries? I saw it online. Um, the Incas used to use it when they'd be out shepherding at night on cold nights and put it on the fire. I thought it was a, just a like old wives' yeah. tale. <laughs> so I said, I'll try it. And if it doesn't work, I'll tell nobody. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's fabulous. It's, it's really, really good. That's interesting too, like how you get all these kind of uh, potential side projects from it there. So um, again, that the website hilltopfarmalpacas.com. For anybody that's listening um, who would like to see more, find out more, as well as visiting the website, what advice would you give them? Can they pick up the phone and call you or what? Are you open like you are? We are. We are open at uh, weekends at the moment and people can uh, ring uh, or they can go on our Facebook or Instagram page at Hilltop Farm Alpacas or on the website, the contact number, they can ring and make a booking to come and visit the uh, visit the farm, and it usually takes up to about up to about two hours, between an hour and a half and two hours, and included in, it's fifteen euro per person, and included in that price is tea, coffee, and uh, homemade buns. That's, that sounds really, really uh, enticing. And again, it's Johnny out the road in from Tullamore and from, from most of the big towns in the Midlands there too. Um, I'm going to ask, you probably have them all named, have you? We have, yes. God, give, us a, give us a sample of a few of the names of these alpacas. Uh, Bronson, Blanchette, <laughs> Cloud, uh, Foxtrot, um, uh, Fargo, um, Destiny, um, let me see. Uh, oh, we won't hold Ast- to the model, Astra and Apollo. Yeah, and do they? Can, <coughs> I know they're they're generally quite a kind of a, a quiet kind of you know animal. Um, do they all have kind of personalities? Can you notice oh, with them too? They're completely different. They're all very individual. Like Bronson is, and his son uh, Fargo are just so friendly. They'll come over to you and look to be rubbed down. Um, some of the girls are the same as well, and then others will hang back. They're nosy. They're very inquisitive. They'll hang back, but they want to see what's going on, but don't want to be touched. Whereas the other, some of the others would like to be rubbed down. Love to be actually adore to be rubbed down. Some of them sounds just like humans as well, Alan. <laughs> it's a great story, and you know it's a lovely, uplifting story at a time of year when it's dark and it's cold and it's wet, and people are just kind of come on, give us something positive and run up to Christmas. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing that story. And if you want to go and have and check that out. Hilltopfarmalpacas.com and Alan and the crew will look after you out there. It sounds amazing. Alan, thanks a million for that. And uh, who knows, maybe we could all be burning alpaca poo balls in the fires over the coming years if uh, peat shortages and bans and all that come into force too. But again, it's great to hear a positive story. And I told Alan uh, just before we came in, um, I remember being in Argentina up in the Andes Mountains in about 2008 and I told the tour guide that there was alpacas in Ireland and she looked at me and she just thought I was completely uh, pulling her leg and she did not believe me that there was alpacas in Ireland at the time. So there, if, if she's listening now tonight, she'll be sick in, won't she? Anyway, <laughs> I seriously doubt she is. After break, we're going to continue on that team of entrepreneurship and innovation. There is a new course being run um, in the region early next year. 
it's associated with Trinity College and it's the first time in over 400 years that Trinity has gone outside of Dublin. So if you're somebody who would like to be a job shaper or as opposed to a job seeker, listen in, find out how you can get involved. That's coming just after this break. So Alan has just gone there. I th- again, just going to say, what a lovely story, you know, looking at getting into alpacas there. Um, starting off as a hobby and uh, now becoming, you know, a nice little sideline business. I'm just listening to him there. It's going to become a big business for him down the line. Uh, really looking forward to getting out and seeing all those uh, alpacas that he mentioned. Great to hear him rhyme off their names. But as I say, we're going to continue on that team of innovation and entrepreneurship as well. After half seven this evening, I'll be talking to Roy Lawler. He's the owner of School Is Easy or the franchise owner for in Ireland. He's going to talk about how it can be used, you know, in order maybe to upskill kids um, to get them that little bit of education that you may feel they missed or to even just get grinds just to make sure that they're, you know, up to speed with everything that's going on in school and such as the type. So tune in for that just after half past seven this evening. But I'd like to be joined now by Ken Finnegan and Ken is the Chief Executive Officer at Tangent. It's Trinity's Idea Workspace. Um, They are about to launch a new programme in the Midlands here and I believe it's the first time the Trinity College has come outside Dublin in over 400 years. Ken, is that true? Uh, It's somewhat true. So we've we've (laughs) run a few programmes around Ireland over the past couple of years. It's our first time coming down to um, the Midlands. you know, uh, back in what was it, 2019, I think is like when we decided, OK, it's time for, for time for uh, Trinity maybe to get out of Dublin. So True Tangent, which is the Innovation and Entrepreneurial Hub, um, we just decided, OK, let's um, work on and figure out where we want to go to. And a, um, a competing university, let's say, in, in Ireland had published a paper um, identifying locations around the country where automation was going to impact jobs. So a pretty kind of like heavy negative story. So we took that paper and was like, OK, we're going to do something about it. So for the first time, like, as, as you said, 429 years, um, we brought Trinity outside of Dublin. So this is our kind of like our first uh, course in the Midlands. And we're absolutely excited to be running this. The course is a certificate, a postgrad certificate in innovation, enterprise development. It's a level nine Um And it's basically, uh, the tagline says, it's aimed at those who want to be job shapers and not seekers. Um, What do you you mean by that? Yeah, so look, uh, like we, uh, everybody has ideas or a lot of people have ideas, but they don't really know what to do with those ideas. They don't necessarily know or what's the first step I need to take in in that journey. In Tangent, like, yes, we're Trinity's Ideas Workspace, but actually, like, if you come into Tangent in, in Trinity, you'll see the journey of an idea. So we are the first step that people will take to, to set them off on their innovative or entrepreneurial journey. So we work with people from all ages, 17 to 70, um, people who are kind of like have, have started on, have, have maybe have been working in an organization all their lives um, and have an idea for their own enterprise, or maybe they want to be innovative within an organization already, um, but they have an idea. And essentially that's the raw material. You come in, you kind of like, we'll pr- provide you with the skills and the tool set and the ability to turn that idea into impact. If somebody is already in an organisation and they're that very person who feels they've got ideas and they want to contribute, will they need to be able to, say, take their learnings from this programme and actually put them into practice in the organisation? Like, would there need to be an element of the organisation facilitating this? Yeah, so so 
that's a really good question from from a tangible perspective. Let me just explain, like even the composition of the course, right? So we're we're very much applied, and what that means is you're not for an exam. You're not going to be sitting behind or for a gra- to grade pe- our students. You're not going to be sitting behind a, a piece of paper that's asking you questions and writing down theoretical kind of like answers. What you will do is you will work on a real world problem and how we keep this really kind of like regional as well. We'll we'll work with companies from the Midlands. We'll ask those companies, give us your problems. So you can imagine, com- like we go to companies, they love telling us their problems. We take those problems and we give them to the students. So the students on this program will work on real world problems. How they're graded, then they need to, um, essentially, we use a framework called the design thinking framework. That you, you learn all that in the class, so I wouldn't worry about that. But essentially, it's taken kind of like a, an approach to, to solve that problem. And they need to get up um, in front of their peers and they need to pitch their idea. And it's kind of like, it's like Dragon's Den essentially is your exam. I know that sounds really intimidating for people, but this is what we do. We kind of like put people in, in their zone of discomfort, if you want, to kind of like present their ideas, present their concepts, whether they're their own ideas or concepts or whether they're the real world issues with um, local companies. It's all about applied learning. So you just need to show, demonstrate that you're, you're using the framework. This, the whole kind of theory and the team of innovation, it is everywhere for the past couple of years. I think the last 18 months have shown us that companies need to innovate more than ever. Um, how important, though, I know it's a, it's a kind of a general question, but how important is it for companies of all sizes, particularly the SMEs and the owners who may be listening tonight, to really make sure that innovation becomes you know, maybe that it's, it's almost on your your management meeting agendas uh, alongside health and safety and finances and cash flow. Like, it's that important to a business, is it? Yeah, look, I think, um, like, I think innovation has become um, ubiquitous. I think everybody's talking about the need for, for innovation in their organisations. You know, we're living in a time of massive disruption. Like, there's, um, every, like, if you turn on the radio, I know you had a show recently about artificial intelligence. You hear about the Internet of Things. We've got an ageing population. So there's massive disruptors. And with disruptors come opportunities. If you're in a company, if you're in a startup, if you're in an SME, if you're in a large multinational, everybody, and this is what companies are trying to do, they want to encourage all of their staff to be innovative, to be innovative thinkers. And we talk about this idea of, like everybody's familiar with the idea of an entrepreneur, but what about kind of like this idea of having entrepreneurs on your team? So that's the idea of having staff on your team that think like an entrepreneur. It's like see an opportunity and go for that opportunity and turn it into a product or service in your organization That's that that keeps your organization relative and to the forefront of, of what's happening today. And it is it, it speaks to that whole kind of almost that, that perfect lean concept where, you know, the, the people on the floor can contribute ideas to the overall running of the company. And so if you've got somebody in-house who maybe has a very acute knowledge of the customers, of the product, of the service, of what the market needs, and you can give them that platform to put these ideas in. It's it's a win-win for everybody at that point. Yeah, no, look, like innovation is like anything else. It has its own language. And this is what we teach. We teach the tools of innovation. We teach the language of innovation to make it accessible for everybody. But I think it's really important as well. So the tools are really important, having the skills to be able to kind of like look um, at a problem and be able to articulate what the problem is, coming up with ideas. But what's more important is because what we do is applied to be able to kind of like work with people to be able to demonstrate that you that you're able to articulate that problem to be able to kind of like be able to like give a solution, you know what I mean? And not just provide that solution from a, a articulated, but actually implement it as well. 
Take us back to this postgrad certificate in innovation enterprise development. How is it going to be delivered and where? Okay, so it's going to be delivered in the um, Arbutus Innovation Centre. I hope I got the pronunciation of so, that, yeah. that correct. It begins on the 4th of February 2022 and it runs until um, June 2022, over two evenings a week. Um, it is um, face-to-face, so that's kind of like we will have staff from Trinity coming um, or being here located in in, in, in Athlone. Um, and also um, there's three modules, as you mentioned earlier on, it is a level nine um, certificate. There's three modules. So the first module is face-to-face, that's innovation and creativity. And the second module will be online, so opportunity generation, recognition and communication. And then there's the enterprise development aspect of it as well. Can I just, uh, one thing that I want to say about this as well, so... Uh, to just talk about tangent for a second because we do run programs and very much applied programs in in creativity innovation and entrepreneurship it's what we do it's our core capability um and the unique i guess aspect of what we do is not only do we run programs in in education education programs but anybody who participates on this program will have the opportunity to participate on our on our accelerator that we run in tangent right and our accelerator every summer we take 10 10 ideas, 10 companies, 10 startups in. We give each startup 10,000 euros. We give them access to kind of like the finest minds, not just here in Ireland, but we've got people in Stanford that um, um, we, the actives, mentors, they get access to a great network of, of peers as well, other companies as well. So I'll give you an example of, of um, one of the companies that came from from Tangent, um, from this accelerator is Food Cloud. A lot of people would be maybe familiar with Food Cloud. So it's a social enterprise. So Isolt um, Ward is the founder and she her company basically takes unused food from supermarkets and redistributes this food to charities that feed one person every two seconds in the UK and Ireland. So it's like that's why we're not all about kind of like it's not just about kind of like um, uh, commercial and uh, success for companies. It's also kind of like we we look at social um, social enterprises, um, cultural enterprises, and that's there's there's a lot of opportunity for people. As I say, with an idea, if they're in employment in whatever sector it might be, they may not be in employment but still have an idea. It's, this is accessible for everybody. When you mention that accelerator program, and I could be way off with this, but um, Healy Hines from Athlone with Beagle.io is coming to mind. I know he he was across in Harvard, I think, or something. Anyway, at one point, I should know. I interviewed him about three or four months ago, but I think he was on some accelerator program. Whether it was through Tangent, I'm not sure, but I can check that up anyway during the, the rest of the show. But uh, I think an important one thing as well, this program, it is springboard funded as well, which is it creates a huge opportunity for people. Yeah, no, it's 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 fantastic. It's, it democratises kind of like, Springboard has been a fantastic program over, overall. It's given so many people opportunities to, to access education. Um, this this program gives um people the opportunity to access Trinity. It is the the best recognised as the best university in Ireland. It's the 101st um, ranked university in the world and it is the number one university for producing student entrepreneurs and just during the week that was announced for the seventh year in a row. So I guess from a tangent perspective, innovation and entrepreneurship for the from the best university in in um, in Europe, for, like we want to share that, I guess, across the country, the reputation of Trinity. It is a it's been kind of like it's like you've heard in the past, I 
I'm sure it's like, oh, it's for Dublin people and they, they, they don't do anything for the regions or whatever. So we've come down from from Dublin and and I tell you an interesting one about that. I used to say that over the years. And then one day my friend turned around and said, but sure, he said, sure, we graduated from Queens, he said, in Belfast. He said, you can't exactly slag off the Trinity people, can you? So, uh, yeah. But yeah, it is true, I suppose. Um, but again, the last 18 months have shown it the, the way we educate people, the way we're learning, the way we're working has completely changed. And as you, it opens up opportunities for so many people. Before I let you go, Ken, are there any deadlines people should be aware of or where can they find out more information about the course? So we have a website. Um, the website is www.tcd.ie forward slash tangent. And if you click on, um, if you go to that website and click on postgraduates, you'll find more information there. Um, you can log on to the Springboard website. <clears throat> Excuse me, the Springboard website as well. And if you search Tangent or Trinity, you'll find this um, program there as well. Um, and we have people manning the, 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 the email as well. So the email address is springboard at tcd.ie. There is a short enough deadline. And I'll say this with kind of like a little bit of kind of like... Thursday is technically the deadline, so close the business Thursday. But <laughs> technically. technically, so it's like, but we're kind of like, um, we're open to maybe... A, a, if you're if you're if you'd like to kind of like participate, just get your name, start the application process, and and we will we will guide you through the application process. So we'll 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 um we'll work with anybody that just is excited about this, sees an opportunity, has an idea, wants to turn it into something, wants to get a qualification from from Trinity. Um, look, we're we're we we're here to help. Yeah, we're kind of saying it's not a hard deadline as such. You'll work with it's a soft it's a, it's a soft <laughs> deadline indeed. It's no, it sounds fascinating. Uh, Ken, thank you so much for coming down to the Midlands this evening to, to tell people about that programme. Uh, Kenneth Finnegan is the Chief Executive Officer of Tangent Trinity's Ideas Workspace. Ken, thanks a million. Oh, I said to you, innovation would be a key theme uh, for this evening's show. And uh, I'd say, I'm wondering if Alan is hanging outside later on the trophy ideas that Ken there. Who knows? We'll see. But anyway, time for a break. After that, I'm going to be talking to Roy Lawler. He is the franchise owner for School is Easy, um, a really innovative approach to getting extra grinds for school kids of all ages, primary, secondary, even up to college level students as well. So stay tuned and have a listen. See if it's something that, number one, you're interested in and maybe something that you might be interested in becoming a franchiser for as well. So talk to you after this quick break. So we're going to move from alpacas and innovation courses and kind of slightly towards education and particularly when it comes to kind of homeschooling or trying to get your kids a little bit of extra education or, you know, for whatever reason it might be. But like a lot of things, there are solutions out there. A lot of them are technology based and a lot of them are quite innovative. And one that has recently been brought to Ireland is called School is Easy. It's an international franchise. It was originally founded in Canada and has recently set up here. The company offers online prearranged tutoring and there's a special School is Easy app to go alongside with the tutoring. So to find out more, I'm delighted to be joined by Roy Lawler and Roy and his wife Maria are the master franchisees in the country. A very good evening, Roy. Can you tell us a little bit more, I suppose, introduce School is Easy to us? me on the show. I'm delighted to be here. Um, so School is Easy, as you mentioned, is uh, part of a Canadian uh, multinational education brand uh, called Launch Life, which really means to launch your life. And they brought, uh, they they have the Pittman Training Centres in Ireland, and there's one at the Pittman Training Centre in Portlaoise. And I have one of these Pittman Training Centres as well in Swords. So they, about a year ago, they were talking to us at a quarterly meeting and they said they had a very interesting opportunity. 
and that pricked up my ears and School is Easy was the opportunity. And so now here we are a year later and I'm the master franchiser for School is Easy in Ireland, which means I basically have the rights to appoint franchisees in counties throughout the country. Uh, and we usually would do it on a county basis um, for, for these. So the people who would come to us would be people who might want to uh, take a step back from the corporate world. They might be people who had been in banking and would like to do it, try a different career. It could be people who are in teaching. They could be uh, teachers who have kids and want to get into a, another more child-friendly uh, uh, occupation, maybe. So they would be ideally suited as well. And the type of people we're looking for would be energetic people um, because the person who's the franchisee or the, we like to call them area directors, the area director is responsible for a team of 25 to 30 tutors in, in their territory. And they, they're the liaison between those tutors and the parents in getting the right tutor for the child for the one-to-one tutoring that takes place usually in the home, although the pandemic has got us to switch to Zooming as well. So that's really that's really what we're about. And what is driving demand for the servicing? You obviously see there's potential for it across the country. What what's fueling that demand? Well, firstly, there's huge potential in tutoring generally, and uh, in, in, it's interesting in in the UK and America they call it tutoring. Here we generally call it grinds, but grinds usually mean something emergency, like you're doing the leaving search and it's six weeks to go and you need a bit of a help with that or something. But we're looking at it from a more planned sort of basis that the tutoring industry in the UK alone by 2025 was over 4.5 billion euros. So from a business point of view, it's a growing it's a growing business and we don't see any diminution in that. Business has been good throughout the pandemic. Um, in terms of what we do, uh, the person who's the franchisee for, say, the territory of Leash or the territory of Offaly or even if they were combined, that person might um, recruit their, tut- their tutors and then make sure that the tutor was right for the child, as I mentioned, and we would be giving the tutoring in math, Irish, English, French, German, Spanish, science subjects, whatever the demand is, we would have the tutors to, to match that. But we're also looking at children maybe who have problems with literacy, problems with um, dyslexia, dyscalculia, dyspraxia, um, any of the conditions where some early intervention and some early help would be really good for getting the student back on track or helping them to deal with with a particular issue they have we've also we've also done or doing some work with Tutla. we've we've done some work with children care so we have a very wide um we have a very wide remit and our franchisees would have access to all of these things that we're doing um, and would you find that typical customers or users would be looking at just getting kids a little bit further education? Or is it looking at filling a gap? And what's striking me there is it sounds like maybe gaps that our health service or educational system is, is not filling at present. Is that the kind of primary thing that's, that's bringing well, people to seek out apps such as, as School is Easy? Um, I, I think, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a number of things. I think the pandemic has held a lot of children back. I think pe- schools were were closed and then teachers were trying to work from home you know and teach classes of 30 people and even when they got back to school they could only have 24 on the class so there might be six fellows sitting outside the door waiting for their turn so it wasn't ideal and even though we probably have one of the best trained teaching workforces in Europe I think it was still it was a big load on teachers now parents were doing their best 
but everybody was calling it homeschooling. But it's really it wasn't really homeschooling for the parents. It's trying to supervise the kids doing doing homework or doing assignments. And for a lot of parents, they, they wouldn't have the skills to do that. You know, and then it also it does test the relationship between parent and child. If you're trying to teach your own child, I can I can attest to all of what you've just said there because like even I pointed out to friends of mine recently the way the way I learned the alphabet versus the way my kids have learned it like it's totally different and we're kind of almost you know useless to them when it came to homeschooling. But I think also it was exceptional times. There was a lot going on for people. Um, but yeah, I think I can definitely agree with what you've said there on it. So when it comes to it, then like looking at at your know, particular subjects that kids kids need, like is it a way for kids to potentially find a way? Like if they if they found a passion or a skill set for being maths or particular language, is it giving them that kind of foot up and, and allowing them to kind of further delve into that and, and improve their skill set in that area? I I think it would. I I think now again we 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 deal with we deal with all um all children and so some parents. It's the difference between getting 60% or 70%, up to 70% in the math, say, or improving a grade. And then for some, it might be because there's a literacy problem, the child, or a numeracy problem, the child might be going from sixth class into first year in school. Now, if you go into first year in school and you haven't got a bit of a grip on the maths, or if you get to first year and you're having problems, then that follows you through to six year and then it, it rules you out of a lot of, of the many numerate courses so you wouldn't be able to do accountancy you wouldn't be able to do any sort of finance you wouldn't be able to do engineering and um, there's a lot of places you know that might take on a lot of a, a large student body for say first year engineering but if you haven't got good math that's not really going to be a runner at all so we can help we can help children at all levels we can help them from the, the age of five to the age of 19. In fact, we had a fellow last week who was inquiring at 23 because he went for an interview and placed well, but didn't get the job because he didn't have maths in his leaving cert and he's determined now to come back and do maths in his leaving cert and he's taking on, he's going to work with one of our tutors. So it's never say never really is, is probably the motto. But I would say, I'd say mostly um, it, there's, a, there's a band of people, say, who want to improve, help their child improve in the, the leaving cert subjects or the junior sub subjects. And then there's people who know that a problem has arisen. Then there's people who are homeschooling, genuinely homeschooling. There are sometimes people who think that the education system, which is very much a one-size-fits-all model, they may think that they could do a better job at home, but they mightn't have the skills in maths or they mightn't have the skills in continental languages that have been, that have been brought into primary schools from, I think, next year, from third class. So there's, there's a, a lot of skills that we can help with, but we're there as a kind of support. And just interesting, what strikes me is over the past 18 months in particular, there's a lot of talk in recruitment and employment circles around the perks and the various kind of, some are kind of quite quirky perks that organisations will start giving to employees in order to retain their talent within the organisation. Is this something that you think would be a good fit there that organisations might say, well, look, at as well as your salary and your holidays and everything else, we'll actually give you access to a, a platform such as School is Easy. Is that something where you could see potential area of growth for the business? Well, you know, a lot of a lot of, as you say, a lot of a lot of uh, companies do work on perks, and I mean, people get their golf club membership and they get their gym club membership. So, what, it would, it's a very good question. Why not be able to get something that would really help your kids? Because learning is learning is the key to life. I mean, it really is the most important thing. And um, so, I, I think certainly that's a, that's a, that's a very good idea. Yeah. So you you recently have brought this fran- franchise in. What is what are your plans? What does the next couple of years look like for you at school is easy, and how do you, how will you go about trying to get you know the franchisees across the country? 
Well, I'm, I'm talking to people like yourself around the country. I'm talking to people who are running business, really, radio shows with good, solid business programs on them. So that's one way. To, and to try to get the word out to entrepreneurs, maybe, that would like to get involved. Because, you know, the success rate for, for franchisees is that 90% of franchises are still in business five years later. Whereas, as you probably know, um, 90% of startups that are, have a vague or nebulous sort of a, a, a reason for, for starting, um, they can be gone within five years. So I think we have a strong model where we give support. In terms of what I'd like, I'd like I'd, ideally I'd like within the next two to three years, I'd like to have 20 franchisees around the country. And I'd like to be sitting down in one of the hotels in Leash because it's the most central part of, part of the country and having people telling me what they want me to do for them, you know. Not saying to me, oh, it's, business isn't good this month, but people hammering away and saying, listen, I'm doing, working really hard and doing really well, but you need to up your game here or do this. So that's, I see my role as a master franchise or as helping our franchisees to be as successful as they can be. And Roy, just let listeners know how they can find out more about School is Easy. So it's very, the name is easy, very easy, schoolisEasy.com. <laughs> And if you put it in forward slash Ireland, you'll, you'll get it. And we're also on the franchisedirect.ie website. I've got a lot of news stories up there because we're in the Sunday Times franchise section in the business uh, section uh, yes, two days ago. And uh, I, was, I was quoted in the Business of Finance 62nd thing the previous week. And uh, I, I've, been, I've been doing a, bit of, a fair bit of PR, so that helps uh, as well with, you know, or existing franchise territories that uh, helping them to get their business up. But that's how you can get us anyway. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. Grand Roy Lawler. Roy is the Managing Director of School is Easy. It's a new franchise that has been brought to Ireland. And as you can hear by Roy, there are kind of ambitious plans with it. And uh, certainly lots to ponder. Roy, thank you for coming on with us this evening. Thanks very Thanks so much, Ron. It's a pleasure to be on. So that's it. Is that something that uh, is interesting? What's your thoughts on that as well? I'm still here. 083 30 10 103, the text and WhatsApp number. Always happy to hear your opinions on everything that's been on the show tonight. And uh, I have to say, when you think about it, this night next week is the last day in November. And really, we're into the kind of Christmas countdown from then. And we're going to try and bring a bit of Christmas spirit and, and really put a focus on shopping local. So after the break, we're going to go through some um, business events and kind of training uh, workshops and stuff that are taking place in the next week or two around the Midlands. We'll have a quick run to those and uh, look at any big business news stories that have made the headlines in the Midlands over the past couple of days. Talk to you very shortly. Just an update on some things that are happening over the next week or two in the Midlands. There is a free digital marketing workshop taking place in Unit 19H, the Junction Access Business Park, Tullamore. That's taking place tomorrow evening and Thursday evening this week from 7pm to 8.30pm. If you want to find out more or to book a place, you can contact Mary at thejunctionoffly.ie by email and Mary can register you there and get you more information on that course. As all COVID precautions will be in place. It's a face-to-face event, but again, digital marketing is such an important thing for your business. That team is continuing as well. Expressions of interest for digital marketing and social media mentoring for the tourism sector in Offaly is now available too. It's going to be remote mentoring and the date is 24th of of this month, so it's coming uh, tomorrow. 
and you can express interest for social media mentoring for tourism businesses. So if you're somebody who's involved in social media, in content creation, in whatever platform it is, you can put you can put an expression of interest in there to the local enterprise office awfully to become a mentor. Because when you think about it, we have some fantastic tourist tourism based businesses in Leash, Offaly and Westmead. So how could you help grow business and indeed increase the footfall in the counties? You can go to localenterprise.ie forward slash Offaly for more information on that Leash Enterprise Office again localenterprise.ie forward slash Leash Layman's Guide to VAT I know many people who could probably do with this it's taking place on the 8th of December from 9.30am until 12.30pm and it is going to be a course that will deliver a detailed understanding of VAT and the implications of VAT registration for a business so again if you're at the startup stage or you're considering setting up a business or you're looking at doing a side venture that could be one for you to check out upon too and all these courses of course are free and paid for by the local enterprise office and there's great stuff to be gotten from them as well but I'll highlight this one to you too the Athlone Food Circle has launched a new showcase video. It's the first in a series of videos showcasing the surprising diversity of food choices in the medieval Midlands town. Member businesses represent everything from fine dining to coffee culture, as well as excellent food and drink producers from the local area. The Athlone Food Circle showcase video is available on www.athlone.ie and on all their social media channels. It features restaurants such as Thyme, The Fatted Calf, and Dead Centre Brewing appears on it, Bastion Kitchen and all the other wonderful food outlets and restaurants that are there in Athlone as well. We're checking out fantastic work being done by the team behind that. I'll tell you another team who have done some great work recently, JJ Hawks in Banner, famously known as the Singing Pub and they've released, I think it's about their sixth or seventh, they call it now their annual Christmas ad and the uplift in, um, you know, basically Will Faulkner this morning was talking to the owner of the pub, JJ Hawk and um, Basically, the video kind of it's, it's slightly lampooning. It looks at what how the first Christmas would have been so different if lockdown restrictions had been in place. That's the theme of this, the sixth annual Christmas video being launched by JJ Hawks Bar in Banner. The video takes a light-hearted look at how COVID would have affected events in the year zero, including the nativity scene, minus St. Joseph and the wise men. Owner Jerry Hawks is an unusual twist on a very traditional festive story. Today's restrictions frustrating as they are to people at this stage, how would they sit if we placed them in a, in another time? You know, it's... So this ad is kind of like a series of vignettes taking a light-hearted philosophical look at the past and, as I said, how current restrictions would have affected history. Absolutely worth checking out. If you, you know, Just go to their social media channels. It's been shared uh, at will out there too. It's quite interesting, quite funny. I won't play a snippet of it now. We don't want to offend anybody. It's worth checking out though. It's great to see businesses and, and to listen to Ger Hawk there. He's putting a positive slant on everything that's happening at the minute. Um, lots of good stuff happening even across Westmead and the uplift in this year's budget will allow the County Council to take on 15 additional staff um, in 2022. The local authority expenditure will increase by 4.3 million euros to 90.5 million euros in 2022 providing for new roles across their housing heritage and sanitation departments the positions will include a conservation officer community wardens and an executive engineer to oversee regeneration projects within the county Cahirlock Fianna Fáil's Frankie Keena says the new post will facilitate projects that were uh, on previously impossible um, we've also approved a budget for a conservation officer for the county to take now we, we haven't got conservation officers in a very long time in the county west need and the conservation officer will be so important to link in with our heritage officer because um, 
the county is full of heritage projects and, and so it's important to have a person there, a conservation officer, to be on board. And again, so great news and great developments coming. And I suppose if anybody's looking for roles, they're definitely worth keeping an eye on their Westmead County Council website. And also keep an eye on www.buylocal.ie where you can find a huge, expansive directory of local businesses happy to do business with you in the run-up to Christmas as well. And that is bringing the show to a close for this evening. Thank you as always for listening in. I look forward to being back here next Tuesday evening from 7pm. Joe Cooney is here after the news at 8pm. And uh, no, I don't think he's brought his new best friend Garth Brooks in with him this evening. He might have given Garth an evening off there. No doubt we'll hear a little bit more about that anyway on Country Roads after the news at 8. Podcasts of tonight's show will be available on the Listen Back section on midlands103.com from around lunchtime tomorrow. And as always, go to midlands103.com and keep an eye out for the Taking Care of Business monthly newsletter. Lots of stuff. It's jam-packed with great content, great interviews from great local businesses. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next Tuesday at 7. Taking care of business returns next Tuesday at 7pm with the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business.